Welcome once again to Let's Place, the only podcast that dares to definitively and objectively rank every video game ever produced. I'm your host, Luke, and in a surprise twist, this time I have got a panel of four judges with me. Uh, returning, I have uh, two-time champion? Let's go with champion, that sounds nice. We've got Tall. Hi. I've got other two-time champion... I get. He was on the same episodes as Tall, so I don't know what that means. But Ty's here! Yo, yo! And coming in for the first time, the person whose idea I flagrantly stole for this podcast. I've got Jason. Yeah, uh, this is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're to blame. And la- yeah. And last but not least at all, I've got Ashley. Hey! Hey! It me. Alright. So... We have currently ranked uh, 40 games, uh, definitively and unquestionably correct. Uh, that list has gotten too long to uh, say twice an episode, so instead of reading the entire thing like I was at first, I will just read us the uh, top and bottom 10 as of right now. So the uh, bottom 10 games right now, Online Tennis Manager, number 40. Mm-hmm. Number 39, Desert Speed Trap starring Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Number 38, Wild Wheels. Number 37, Cherry Moderate. And number 36, Scapon. Mm. Meanwhile, oh, that's the top. Yeah, I'll just do top five and bottom five. That's fine. Uh, meanwhile, in the top five, we have number five, American Turbo King. Number four, Need for Speed Underground. Number three, Picross 3D. Number two, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And number one, Iron Lord. That's what we're working with right now. Hmm. That's a list I can feel good about. Yeah, I feel good about that. Not that I my feel feelings like matter since it's objective. Yeah. yeah, I feel like PCRAS 3D is better than Call of Duty. Yeah, the, uh, the logic behind rating Call of Duty higher was very confusing. I had a hard time following it. The argument was something like Picross 3D 2, which is out in Japan... Is obviously better than Picross 3D 1, and then he argued that Call of Duty 4 is actually closer to Picross 3D 2 than Picross 3D is? I didn't understand it, but I was voted out, so, you know. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we have five more games that we are going to be uh, ranking this time. We have four selected at random and one submitted by user suggestion. So we have Blue Baron, The Eye, The Nightmare of Druaga, Fushigino Dungeon, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, and our listener submission, Custer's Revenge. So, uh, let's start at the top here. What the hell is Blue Baron? Does anybody know? Um, Uh, I assume it's the brother of the Red Baron. Yeah, I assume that's what they're invoking, certainly. It looks like it is... It says, it is, you're the Blue Baron, and you have been tasked with to complete 12 missions by bombing selected targets to help the Allies win the war in 1918. So it's a World War One game. You don't see many of those. I'm getting a phone call. I'll be right back. It's, it's tall and tie. They make me get phone calls. Sorry about that. I'm back. Uh, didn't bother to... I actually muted my mic this time. So, that's fine. Uh, so, yes, the Blue Baron... Hold on. Ashley just posted something. Oh, you posted a video of it. Great. Let's just scrub through here real quick. Uh, 
this? This looks like maybe an arcade game? It's Commodore 64. Yeah. Commodore 64, okay. I like yeah. this Let's Player's voice. I don't know if that gives anything to the game, but... Yeah, I don't know either. So to, to give a sense of what this game looks like, most of the screen is dominated by sort of a side-scrolling view. <clears throat> you are rather controversially moving right to left in this game rather than the standard left to right. You can change uh, directions. European. What's that? You can change directions. Go either way. Oh, you can. You're right. Okay. So you can go both directions. That's impressive. Uh, meanwhile, the bottom of the screen shows, like, the HUD of the airplane. You have, like, the yoke and a couple instruments. I don't know if you're actually getting much information from that other than your fuel gauge. Uh, the, I don't know how uh, much you're actually, like, getting gameplay information from that uh, from that instrument panel. Um, but this seems all right. Yeah. Uh I don't have any immediate thoughts on it. Seems more like purple than blue to me. That's misleading. <clears throat> well, it's sort of a royal blue, I'd say. It does well, the problem is smooth it's... sixty frames per second. Yeah, I mean this this looks nice for what it is. Um, I like the text on the like mission uh, completed screen. So that's kind of a military look to it. You're uh, just flying around shooting down airplanes, and let's see. I, I like the way uh... the balloons fall when you shoot them. Yeah, so there are, like, hot air balloons that you can shoot down, and you just sort of pop them and they collapse. It looks like there's actually a specific... Oh, I see. So you're not just getting through an area. The goal is to fly to a target to just explore this 2D area, to find a target and destroy it, and then return to your base. Uh, and you have a limited amount of fuel to do that in. That's actually sort of interesting. That's a, that's a neat twist on side-scrolling shooting games. As opposed to just progressing in one direction and getting to the end and beating a boss, you know? This seems alright to me. Um, yeah, this seems good. Yeah. I'm a big so fan let's... of the game over screen. If you'll skip to the video at 3.34, there's a game over screen. It's very colorful. I like it. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It is very colorful. It's animated. I'm a, yeah, this seems okay to me. Uh, so let's take a look. Uh, number 40, so we need to look between number 20 and 21. Uh, whoops, let's see. Do two. So, uh, Tall, how do you think this compares to Koi Koi Shimashu 2 Super Real Hanafuda, the uh, video Hanafuda game? Hmm. You know, Hanafuda brings people together and war tears people apart. So I would yeah, that is err on the side of Hanafuda. And, and many would argue World War One was perhaps one of the most foolhardy wars uh, in history, uh, with the ratio of just cause for war and death toll. Uh, so that, that makes sense to me. Ty, how about you? Um, I think I gotta give it to it just on the strength of that game over screen. That's a real good game over screen. Yeah. Okay, Ashley, that's also a vote for, uh, for Blue Baron. Yep. Okay, Jason? Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Steve Metcalf's work, uh, and uh, I like that it uses access code, so I'm going to go with Blue Baron. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to give it to Blue Baron as well. I agree that the theming is perhaps a little unseemly, but uh, mechanically it just seems like a much stronger game. So that brings us to comparing it to positions either 10 or 11. So we're going to be looking at position number 11, Rocket Robot on Wheels. This is a 3D... Uh, collectathon in the vein of Banjo Kazooie. It was produced by uh, Sucker Punch, the company that would go on to make uh, what uh, Sly Cooper and Infamous, and it was published by Ubisoft for the Nintendo 64. Uh, Ashley, how do you feel about this? 
Well, I like I like robots. Okay. I like ro- robots more than planes. Okay. I like collectathons more than side school, so I will go with Rocket Robot. Oh, that sounds like common sense to me. Jason, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm sorry, I was looking at uh, Steve Metcalf's credits. Uh, he later worked on the Starsky and Hutch games for the GameCube, PlayStation oh. 2, and Xbox. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with robots. Okay, all right, Ty? All right, catching up on ro- Rocket Robot on Wheels. It looks pretty good. Um, yeah. I've been, always been a big fan of those Banjo Kazooie platformer yeah. type things. Um, not to say that the, you know the Baron doesn't have things going for it, but uh, I think I'm going to give it to the Robot on Wheels. All right, uh, Tall. At this point, the vote's decided. But uh, do you have anything to say? If I uh, may offer stories? a minority opinion, okay. There are like no good Nintendo 64 games. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> I mean. What we know right now, uh, listen, the number six game of all time currently is a Nintendo 64 game, so there's a, there's a couple. Objectively I don't wrong. think you'll see too many more. Well, well, that remains to be seen, I think. Well, I mean, but, we're uh, rating every game, so eventually there will be N64 games on the list. Right. That, that is right. true. They will not be yeah. high. Well, that's, uh, that's a strong assertion, uh, backed by nothing but uh, superstition and uh, speculation but fair enough uh, I'm also going to give the vote to Rocket Robot on Wheels uh, which means that we are now looking at uh, position number 6 California Speed uh, in- interestingly enough the other Nintendo 64 game on this list uh, as we know this is the racing game in a similar vein to San Francisco Rush or Cruisin' USA uh, sort of an arcade racer uh, its claim to fame is that amongst the various cars are a Honda Civic, a forklift, and... Yeah. 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 We said it, it was worse than Rocket Robot on Wheels, not better. Oh. Uh, you're right. Also, I think the Commodore you, you 64 and the 10... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the, eighth ep- the ninth episode in three days, so yeah, I'm a little... We're worried about you. We're worried about you, Luke. Oh no! Is this an intervention? We love is you. Why the, is this why there's more people on this episode than normal? Luke, Shit. listen. We've all been, you know, talking in the podcast thread. We worry about you. The podcast podcast uh, thread is. Oh, this is talking cool. nonstop. This isn't cool at all. I can't believe you would do this to me. Hey, sometimes being a friend isn't cool. It's what's right. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ugh. Yeah, I feel it's important to note that the Commodore 64 and the Nintendo 64 are also two separate things. Did I? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I wasn't I wasn't conflating them. That part that part you can't get me on. No, I was Confusing up from down? Yeah, that's something I do. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. So uh, I'm sorry. In other words, we're actually comparing this to Starship Chameleon, a game for an old, only compatible with an old British computer. Uh, it was published on a cassette tape. Uh, it is a game where you control a UFO and have to change your color to match the color of falling bombs and crash into them to neutralize them. Uh, it is essentially an extremely lo-fi version of Ikaruga. Uh, Tall, how do you compare that to um, Blue Baron? I think in Blue Baron you can learn a little something about history and the price of war. 
where Star Trek mm -hmm. Chameleon is mere vanity and fantasy. I see. Okay. All right, so that's one vote for Blue Baron. Ty? Um, I gotta say, uh, while well, Starship Chameleon, that backstory is cool. It's only in a cassette. I gotta give it to Blue Baron. It just seems like a better getter game. Okay. All right. Jason? Okay, yeah. Um, Starship Chameleon has a very good name, but Blue Baron was coded by the guy who also coded Allo Allo Cartoon Fun, so I'm gonna have to give it to uh, Blue Baron. All right. Uh... Actually, at this point, the vote's settled, but do you have anything to say? Do you have perhaps a minority vote to cast? I, I will say that the Starship Chameleon uh, box is very cool. I like it. But I will have to go with Blue Baron. I think it's just the better game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will also vote with uh, Blue Baron, making this unanimous, which means that the next game to compare it to is randomly decided between these two. It is Busy Scissors, the... Uh, haircut-themed minigame collection for the Nintendo DS and Wii. Ashley, uh, what do you think about uh, Busy Scissors versus Blue Baron? Well, I've always hated having a haircut, so Blue Baron. Okay, okay. Uh, Jason? Uh, I'm going to side with the alliteration here and go with Blue Baron. Okay. Ty? I am going to have to use, uh, at, well, not actually same logic, but I, I actually love having my hair cut, so I'm going to go okay. with Busy Scissors. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tall, are you going to tie this vote up, or are you going to uh, push Blue Baron ahead? I too will vote for Busy Scissors. All right. All right. That means it's down to me, and uh, I'm gonna have to give it to Busy Scissors. Also, it's just it's a novel concept for a game. It's something you don't see very much, and it's just pleasant. So that now means that it's time to compare this game to. IL-2 Sturmovic, a modern 3D uh, fl flight simulator uh, set in World War II. Uh, you can choose between a variety of countries, notably also Axis powers. Um, uh, it's apparently very robust, very well made. It supports up to 100 players online simultaneously. Uh, Tall, how do you think these two games compare? You know, I think World War II is very represented in video games. World War One mm -hmm. is not nearly as well represented, so I would have That's to vote true. for Blue Baron. Okay, okay. Ty? Um, while Stromovic has it on the nature of planes, it just has more planes than Blue right. Baron. He's got the one. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said with, you know, exploding the you know reasons we went to World War Two. Like, how much do they really go into that? But Blue uh, Baron... I would assume not at all. See? I feel you're learning more from Blue Baron. <laughs> okay. I I doubt that premise, but I can't deny your vote. Jason. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Blue Baron, mostly because I'm wow. not entirely sure I can pronounce the other one, and I don't want to try. All right, then. Uh, Ashley, the vote has been cast. Blue Baron is a better game than ILT Sturmovic, but is there anything you want to say in Sturmovic's defense? Uh, I've been checking Twitter, so I will go with Blue Baron. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say Sturmovic just seems like it's trying to do the exact same thing as Blue Baron, but it did it better. I personally vote for ILT Sturmovic, but uh, the motion passes at a vote of 4-1. to one. Hey, look, you, you gotta give it up to the predecessors. I suppose that's true, too. ILT Sturmovic is standing on the shoulders of Blue Baron, ultimately. Ultimately, yes. So, uh, the next game we're evaluating here is The Eye, and uh, this is... 
stylized as uh, I, the Y is capitalized instead of the E. And my guess is this is an adventure game. Uh, let's see. Queen. Oh, it's Queen, the I. That's the full title here. Is a 3D action game. Okay. Totally off the... Uh, just not right at all. The Eyes is a 3D action game with hand-to-hand -hand combat and some puzzle solving. The game is a somewhat unusual storyline and music by the rock group Queen. In the future, the world is ruled by an all-seeing machine called the Eye, who's gotten rid of anything which will promote freedom of expression or creativity. You play as Dubrock, who annoyed the Eye by rediscovering music and are sentenced to death in the arena, a show broadcast to the world in which the contestant battles fighting champions called the Watchers. From there, Dubrock goes on a quest to destroy the eye. So this just sounds like a queen rock opera in video game form. I went from disinterested to completely... At, oh my god, yes! I want this game! Yeah. This sounds uh, incredible. I need to find some footage of it on YouTube immediately. I'm looking yeah, at screenshots are... of it and it looks pretty amazing. There are five discs to this. Holy crap. I think I want it all appears like 12 times on it, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay, now I am looking at uh, footage. It doesn't... It's not a looker. But a I'm imagining this set to Queen music, and I'm still okay with it. it. It looks like he's escaping some sort of prison. Very sparsely populated prison. It's a lot of screens of him, just one dude in a very yeah. empty area. <laughs> yeah, um... But even so, the idea that I'm... Uh, it's, a, it's an action game inspired by the music of Queen. It's called Queen, the Eye. Not just inspired by, containing. Yeah, oh yeah, containing, absolutely, yeah. Boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, this was not what I was expecting from this at all. Yeah, I've got a list of uh, what the songs that are on... All five discs, uh, according oh, to Wikipedia. Jeez, uh, yeah. that's going to take a bit. Um, but they're mostly instrumentals. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's got I Want It All. I'm just going to hit some... Uh, yeah, just yeah. hit the, the big notes. We Will Rock You. Uh, okay. Yeah. I Want It All Instrumental Remix. Chinese Torture, which is not a Queen song I'm familiar with. Nope, me neither. Tie Your Mother Down. Yeah, okay. Uh, Princes of the Universe. Okay, yeah. Jeez, uh, I'm still looking. I'm running out of records I recognize. <laughs> uh, the show, oh, show must go on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Hammer to Fall looks like the last big one. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, yeah. This seems pretty awesome. Let's see here. We are comparing it to Thing Bounces Back. Uh, a also known as Coil Cop. Also known as Coil Cop. Thank you. Uh, it is a 2D platformer. Uh, for. The PC, released in the early 80s, or late 80s, I think. Um, yeah, I think it was like 88. Uh, you play as a sentient spring with a frog head, and you explore a weird, dark industrial area trying to recover pieces of a computer from an evil jack-in-the-box who wants to take over the world, I think? Uh, and also you collect question marks that sometimes give you points and sometimes hurt you. Uh, so... Let's see. Uh, Ashley, how do you think this compares to Queen the Eye? Uh, well, obviously both of them uh, you know, deal a lot with heavy themes. The, you know, Queen the Eye, you know, it's all about, it's very Orwellian, very, uh, you right. know, gets creativity, but uh, that other game that I forget the name of already, uh, <laughs> some of the things hurt you and some things help you. Right. That just, you know, 
It's about the, the duality of man, of life, nature. Right, the uncaring nature of the universe. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have to go uh, with uh, Queen the Eye because that sound dope. Okay, yeah. All right. Jason? Um, I'm going to have to give it to Queen the Eye because uh, the Thing game you mentioned does not feature either that weird shape-changing monster thing or Benjamin Grimm, and I'm a little offended to be honest. Okay. All right. Uh, Ty? Uh, the eyes have it. <laughs> Tall, the uh, majority has decided that Queen the Eye wins. Do you have anything that you would want to say in, uh, to add to this conversation? Queen the Eye sounds great. <laughs> uh, I agree wholeheartedly. I kind of... Oh, boy. I, I wonder if it's in good old games. I'll bet it's not. The, the Queen licensing probably makes it hard to like make it newly available. But, but uh, imagine the like horrible ripoff queen that they would put back in. Right, right. It wouldn't be as good. Uh, so that means it's now time to compare it to International Superstar Soccer Deluxe, a Super Nintendo soccer game published by Konami. Uh, by all accounts, very well made, very well received. Uh, Ty? The eyes have it. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm>... Okay. <laughs> I actually meant to start with Tal because he's on the left of my uh, my list of people on this list, but that's fine. Uh, Tal, what's your vote? The eyes have it. <laughs> All right. Jason. Yeah, I'm going to go with the eye because I just found a frankly incredible screenshot of it. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm Do you want to describe the screenshot? Uh, I'm not sure I can. I'm going to see if I can figure out how to link this in. Okay. Uh, Ashley? Uh, I will also... The soccer's have it. Uh, okay, so that's a vote for soccer? No, I just wanted to make that dumb joke. All right, I... great. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so I'm also voting for the I. It's unanimous. That is so, a screenshot. Let me take a look here. Uh, so let me... Um, okay. That is something. It, it's a man in like a Victorian-style suit and a ghastly smile on his face. He's horrifying to look at. Uh, it's like the Joker, almost. Uh, and next to him, he's got some kind of woman, uh, shackled to a dais with a compass rose on it. I'm, I don't know what to make of this. Boy, oh boy. Well, setting that aside, uh, Ashley, what about when we compare Queen the Eye to American Turbo King, an old PC car game, uh, where you drive a car on a beach and shoot baseballs out of the car at other cars that have peace signs on them and also uh apparently your car can fly because it has no collision with the environment and helicopters drop bombs on you hmm now that's that's hard because i i hate the beach living in florida uh-huh but also i hate peace right um I will still have to give it to the eye. I, I okay. think just, I'm fascinated by this. I'm, I, I'm looking at, like, Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Yeah. Jason? Jeez. Uh, as much as I like uh, dropping bombs on cars, I am. Uh-huh. this is the best uh, Google image search I've done in at <laughs> least three weeks. So I'm going to have to keep with the eye. All right. Ty? Uh, just looking at seven seconds of video of this other game that you brought up <laughs> not, uh, not not entirely impressed uh yeah looks slow it, it got a lot of points for the its concept which i tried to argue its execution was subpar but i was outvoted 
Uh, Tall, uh, at this point, Queen the Eyes won it, but do you have anything to say about American Turbo King? I don't have anything to say about American Turbo King. Queen the Eyes I don't good. think anybody ever has. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so that means... We... Queen takes King! <laughs> Kabam! <laughs> that means the time has come to compare Queen the Eye to Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, a uh, first-person shooter that sort of defined the genre in the last, you know, almost ten years. Uh, it has influenced just about every competitive online game uh, ever. It's an incredibly successful, incredibly well-loved game that I don't think I need to speak about all that much, because if you're listening to this, you know what it is. Uh, Tall, how do you think that Queen the Eye compares to such a titan of video gamery? Guys, I know we like to have fun here, but Queen uh-huh. the Eye is better than Call of Duty. Strong. That is a that is a surprising and uh, challenging stance. Ty, do you support it, or are you uh, voting with uh, Call of Duty 4? <sighs> I, I, I want to give it to Queen. I want to give uh-huh. it, but it just seems like it would be very... Seems kind of depressing. <laughs> like I'm just watching some gameplay of Queen, and it seems like it would uh-huh. bum me out. So okay. <sighs> neck and neck, neck and neck. Yeah. yeah. So do you, do you want me to come back to you? Yeah. Give me some. Give me some time. All right, Jason. How are you voting? Uh, yeah. I mean, like the visuals in uh, the Queen game are something else. Like I'm looking at a lady with uh, buzzsaw hands right now. Okay. Uh, but. I believe where uh, this game is lacking is that there aren't enough references to uh, marijuana. So I'm going to have to back off on it and go with Call of Duty. Okay, okay. Ashley? Um, I'm looking at the soundtrack of Call of Duty for Modern Warfare. Not a lot of Queen. Uh, I'll say that. You're not Um, wrong. But also, Queen the Eye does not have Killer Queen, the best Queen song, so Call of Duty takes it. So... Sorry, I, I've got a text message. What did you, what did you say, Ticket? Uh, Call of Duty takes it. Call of Duty takes it. So that's uh, two votes for Call of Duty, one for Queen the Eye. Ty, are you going to tie this up, or are you going to uh, you know, choose Call of Duty? It's. I heard buzzsaw hands, and I like that more than I like shooting people. Okay. So i got to give it to Queen. Okay, so that means it's down to me to break this tie. Um, this is uh, this is real difficult. You know, Call of Duty 4 is the conventionally correct answer. Uh, and Queen the Eye is a game I know almost nothing about other than it has some incredibly bizarre and strange and wonderfully grotesque visuals. And it has the music of Queen, which any right-thinking person loves. So... I have to go with my heart and give it to Queen the Eye. Which means that Queen the Eye now has the shot to challenge for the number one position on this list. Ashley, how do you think it compares to Iron Lord, an adventure game from 1990, uh, where you're a knight and you go around and, like, cut dudes with your sword and shoot your arrow and, like, a guy gives you a thumbs up and it's got awesome, like, metal as interpreted by a Commodore 64? Mm. Uh, well, first off, they've just linked the uh, woman with buzzsaw hands in the yeah. chat. 
And yeah. I'm really liking that. Yeah. I'm liking like a lot of things about that. <laughs> that is definitely a robot lady with buzzsaw hands. Yeah, and fl- like and like under boob cleavage also, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. like it full on looks like a City of Heroes character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's been a long time since I thought about that game. Yeah. Man. Um This is a hard one. I don't know if uh like you were saying that, you know, it has very, you know, MIDI uh, kind of, you know, metal. But Queen the Eye has actual rock music. Yeah. Made by an actual rock band. Yeah. I'm giving it to the eye. Alright. Okay. Jason, how about you? Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like if we're going to put it above Call of Duty, we have to go all the way with it. You know? Okay. Yeah. Right. So I think uh, I'm going to go with Queen the Eye. Okay. Ty? I got caught up listening to the music of Queen the Eye, and I was yeah. just—I was in a happier place for a moment. That's uh, reasonable. I think I got it. I got to dethrone the Iron Lord. Well, the Iron Lord is now dethroned. Uh, Tall, do you have anything you want to add to this conversation? Queen, check, checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'll say. Uh, it, it seems like right now. Because so many of these games are ones none of us have played, one of the biggest factors uh, is how much it inspires your curiosity to learn more. Uh, and Iron Lord certainly did that, but Queen the Eye has just driven all of us into a frenzy to find out more about it. And it's sort of a tragedy that it seems like it'd be really difficult to play on a modern computer. We'll have to look into it. I might have to see if there's not some way to stream Queen the Eye. Hey, I got you. Like, this there's some is... Let's Plays, yeah. yeah. I got a show note. <laughs> just, I'll, I'll write it down, but you should add right, a p- great. bit in there later. Okay, the next one is The Nightmare of Juaga Fushigino Dungeon. So this game is a turn-based dungeon crawler where you play as Gil, whose beloved fiancé has been kidnapped by a sorceress and taken to the Tower of Juaga. Combat system and exploration is the best part of the game. The map is set up in a grid, and you do everything in turns, like moving, battling, and recovering. Okay, so the... The dungeon crawling itself is turn-based, not just the combat. That's sort of interesting. Huh. Uh, the timing of moves is also critical. The game feels like a real-time game because you aren't waiting like you typically would for a turn-based game. Uh, okay. So, that seems sort of interesting. Oh, this is um, a dungeon. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Fushigi okay. no dungeon. Oh, is that what Fushigido means? Yeah. Okay. Fushigi no, rather. Wait, so Fushigi... Fushigi means mystery? I don't know Japanese, but yeah, probably. I mean, if, if Fushigi no Dungeon translates to mystery dungeon, then... Mystery Fushigi, balls. Yeah, the, Fushigi must mean mystery, which would mean that Fushigi balls are mystery balls. It's mystery juggling. I... Hmm. Okay, well... It... That... Hmm. Nothing it makes more intrigue than going. I'm a mis- I'm a mystery juggler. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, do a little coin flip here. Uh, Tall, how do you think that this uh, mystery dungeon game compares to Mac Ninja, the shareware uh, single player fighting game? I think the mystery dungeon formula is bad, so I think it's worse. 
Okay. All right. That is a strong opinion. Ty, how do you feel? Um. Yeah, just... Yeah, gotta go. It's not as good. Okay. Jason? Uh, I'm just kind of super into the name Mac Ninja. So yeah, it's, it's a good name. And I have a lot of uh, positive memories of uh, playing half a level of shareware games before yeah. having to stop. So I'm going to go with Mac Ninja. Yeah. So just to be clear, this shareware game let you play the whole thing because the whole thing took about 60 seconds. And uh, you were told that if you liked it, you should put $10 in an envelope and mail it to the uh, developer in Las, in Las Vegas. That's that definitely sounds mystery legit. Dungeons. Yeah. Sounds pretty dope, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a greater <laughs> mystery than Mystery Dungeon, I think. Uh, Ashley, which way are you voting? Mac Ninja's taking it, but... I'm, I'm gonna also get a vote for Mac Ninja. Okay, alright. Uh, in that case, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six... Well, hold on, let's do some mathematics, how about, instead of... So there's 20 options here, so we need a coin flip. And we're looking for the 11th option below Mac Ninja. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, uh... Ashley, how do you think it compares to Warlords, the computer strategy game released in 1990 uh, with a fantasy uh, setting that would go on to eventually turn into Puzzle Quest? Uh, Warlord is... Um, it's not the the better Warlords. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying compared to the arcade game? Yes. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um... Well, I, I can't say that yet. We haven't ranked that, Warlords. Yeah, true, true. Uh, so I will go with uh, Mystery Ball Dungeon. Okay. Jason. Uh, jeez. I'm still kind of not entirely sure what uh, Fushigi no Dungeon is. Yeah, is <laughs> so. uh, on the other hand, you kind of are completely sure, aren't you? Do you know uh, I mean, in Mystery my, Dungeon? I mean, in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Warlords. I'm gonna say no to uh, Fushigi. No. Okay. Uh, Ty, do you want to free us from this pun-based hell? Um, Knight takes that. I don't know. I have. I only have chess. <laughs> I only have chess jokes. So. Uh. Um. This Fushigi No Dungeon doesn't look too bad. No, it doesn't. Uh, but I gotta say, I you know prefer strategy games to roguelikes. Is Mystery Dungeon like a roguelike with dungeons, or how does that? I don't think it's a roguelike. Uh, I I don't know. Well, Mystery Dungeon is a roguelike, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Everything I'm seeing says it's like a roguelike. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it is a roguelike. All right. I think you know too much of that is based to luck. So I'm going to give it to uh, Warlords with this heavy strategy tactical, you know. Okay, so that's uh, one vote for Fushigi no whatever, and uh, two votes for Warlords. Tal, how are you voting? I think I will vote for The Nightmare of Druaga because it's based on the story of Gilgamesh, which is better than what oh. Warlords has. That's pretty cool, yeah. I'll give that to you. Let's see. That means next it's time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Did, oh, we converted to Mac Ninja. That's right. Nine, ten. So flip a coin. Got a one. So that means we look at the fifth one down. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, Tal, how do you think it compares to Jumanji, the 2006 
minigame collection based on the 1996 film. I like that movie, so it's probably a better game. Uh, uh, I the game has very little to do with the movie. It's 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 a it's about ten jungle themed mini games okay, with okay. no appearance of okay. Characters but listen to this. Listen or... to this. On the box art for Jumanji 2006, <coughs> there's a disembodied floating head of Robin Williams. Is there? Yes, and there's text okay. saying, "Are you game?" Oh uh, yeah. Okay. You're saying you are game. I'm game. Okay. Free us okay. from this nightmare of Jawaga. <laughs> Ty, how about you? Um, yeah, looking at Jumanji doesn't look very great. Doesn't mm-hmm. look super, seems like a kind of a cheap cash grab. So I'm going to give it to whatever the Japanese name thing. Okay, Jason. All right, well, I finally located the Wikipedia page for the nightmare of Jawaga. Uh, and because I'm proud of myself, I'm going to vote for it. Great. Ashley? Let's see. That's one vote for Jumanji, two for uh, Nightmare of Juwaga. So your vote, you will can tip the scales here. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Juwaga. Juwaga. All right. Uh, I will also vote for Juwaga. Jumanji just, it was real disappointing to see that it had nothing to do with the film. Uh, so that means another random choice here. That's a one. Uh, Ashley, how do you think it compares to Koi Koi Shimashu 2 Super Real Hanafuda? The uh, video Hanafuda game. I don't know what those words mean. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to give it uh, to the other game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that I also don't remember the words for. Great. Jason, what do you think? Uh, okay, so I'm looking at the story for uh, Nightmare of Juwaga, and uh-huh. the blue crystal rod was in reality the dark crystal rod, with resonated with the oh, sea planet in Key's body. So, I mean, with uh, revelations like that uh, yeah. of the intense mystery dungeon lore, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to give it to Nightmare of Juwaga. Okay. Uh, Ty? What are, we, what are we putting again? Is it Hanafu? Yeah. Hanafu. Oh, good old Hanafu. Yeah, no. Uh, Draga <laughs> takes it. <laughs> All right, the tall. Honestly, it's cool, so it's better. <laughs> the classic argument. So let's see. That was uh, yeah, but that was three arguments for Juaga, one for Hanafuda. Uh, I want to give it to Hanafuda too because I'm kind of with you. Mystery Dungeon games don't appeal to me at all. Um, but it goes above. Uh, that means the last game to compare to here is Thing Bounces Back. Uh, tall, what do you think? Juaga versus Thing Bounces Back. Yeah. Thing bounces back. All right. Ty. Uh, I know it's you know popular to say fuck the police, but I got to give it to Coil Cop. The thing has bounced back once again. All right. Jason? All right. Uh, I think I've made my stance on uh, Thing Bounces Back uh, perfectly clear. I'm going to say fuck that game and give it to... Uh, I forgot the name of the other one. Even though I'm looking at the page. That's fine. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Ashley? Um... I'm looking at Thing Bounces Back right now. Um, and you know what? I feel like I'm bouncing back, so I'm going to go with that. Okay, all right. Uh, so that means that... Let's see. That was... Let's see. Two votes for Thing Bounces Back. Uh, Ty, you voted for two, right? Yes. Okay, so that means that Thing Bounces Back takes it, and uh, that settles it. It goes right below that, right above Koi Koi to whatever the fuck it's called. See, the Nightmare of Druaga. 
Fushigi no Dungeon. Okay, uh, just clipping right through these. Clearly adding more people to the show resulted in a faster processing of this information. Our next game on the list is what I am incredibly excited for. Gremlins 2 The New Batch, an Atari game based on the movie. Uh, as Billy, you set out to rescue Gizmo the Gremlin from Clamp Tower Skyscraper, where Dr. Catheter, really, plans to viciously experiment with him. Ooh, I think that's in line with canon. I actually have never seen a Gremlins film. Uh, unfortunately, Catheter what? gets word of your... Pl- what? Nothing. I don't... I'm rethinking everything about you. <laughs> Unfortunately, Catheter gets word of your plans and mixes up a whole new batch of vicious gremlins. As a result, your mission is now one of destruction and avoidance. Elite's implementation of this is a five-level side-view action game in which you run around avoiding or shooting the gremlins. Each level is a secret object which must be collected. Bonus items, such as extra lives and time, can be collected, as can improved weapons uh, and credits to spend on a new weapon after each level. Okay. So it's like a beat 'em up, but for the Atari. So you know, yeah, it's for yeah, yeah. Uh, Amiga, Armstrad, CPC, Commodore sixty four, all the usual suspects of the day. I will say one uh, thing I'm... I like about this game is that the title is always on the lower part of the screen. It's like a novel. <laughs> oh, you're right. It is. It's like part of the UI. Uh, I would also like to point out that it looks like his little uh, ranged attack that he keeps using looks like he's shooting yellow laser beams out of his dick. And I'll say I'll link this screenshot from presumably maybe a title screen or something. For the time, that is a darn good representation of the film. That's yeah. A, that's a good image. That's that's some good stuff right there. Yeah, that's some solid pixel art. That's like 90% of the budget. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am looking at this one, and this may actually be the title screen. Uh, let's take a look. Oh my! I mean, There's that's a pretty gremlin. Good too. Yeah. Oh boy. He's got uh, yeah, like a sleeveless t-shirt, uh, basketball shoes, and a backwards cap and sunglasses. Nope. No yep. pants. Also, no, no pants. pants. And he's yeah. like hanging off of the title. Also, 100 percent in line with the movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so... Uh, by the see. way, I'm looking at the cast of the movie just to make sure that Dr. Cath- uh, Catheter was real. And, uh, one of the characters is just, uh, credited as Alex the Yogurt Jerk. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan is also in the movie as someone who interrupts the gremlins who are interrupting a screening of gremlins, too. Oh. So all the Hulkamaniacs can continue watching the film. Okay. And also all the racists. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, how do you think Thing bounces back compared to Gremlins 2, the new batch? Uh, I, 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 you know, I said I was, uh, I was bouncing back, but now I'm part of the new batch, so. (laughs) All right. Noted. Uh, Jason? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at a review of this, and the blurb that's popping out at me right now is George drops cigar ash on you, and sexy girl blows deadly kisses. Okay, uh, <laughs> those enemies? Oh, there yeah. are enemies. I'm watching a video right now. Oh, man, okay. Uh, the idea of a beat up enemy that just drops cigar ash on you is pretty great. I, I feel like we're not giving enough uh, attention to the fact that one of the enemies' names is Sexy Girl. Yeah, also that. (laughs) That's relatable. That's my life. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give this uh, Gremlins 2. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Ty? I'm, I'm watching a video right now. I think I have to give it Gremlins 2 just on strength of soundtrack. I mean, who wouldn't want to hear an 8-bit version of da 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 for our whole game? That's uh, okay. very appealing so. to me. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, Tall, anything, any last words you want to add to this conversation? I'm going to cast my lot with the new batch. All right, then. Uh, I think that's unanimous, then, for the new batch. Uh, that means that now it goes against... We have 21 games above it, so we need to look at number 11, which is International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Tal, what do you think? Oh boy, you know, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe is a very good video game. But Gremlins 2, with the title, clearly has literary aspirations. And as we know, books are better than video games. So I'll vote for Gremlins 2. Okay, okay. Uh, Ty? Um, I think the soccer game's probably better. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, Jason. All right. Well, I just found out that the laser beam he keeps shooting from his crotch is actually a flashlight, and that oh, is yeah, disappointing. Just, that so is I'm going to give it to soccer. Yeah. Okay. Ashley? Yeah, I'm also going to have to give it to soccer. Uh, you know, let's just also be honest. Gremlins 2 wasn't as good as Gremlins 1. Sure. Okay. Uh, but uh, and Soccer is better than both, so there you go. As a counterpoint, Gremlins 2 had the Looney Tunes literally show up like as characters in the movie. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. God Boy, gosh. that is a crazy movie. What? It is a cra- yeah. it's, a, it's a really crazy movie. That's, <laughs> okay. Boy, oh, boy. Gremlins 2 goes a weird place. Gremlins 1 wasn't ready to go. Yeah, it sounds like it. So Gremlins 1 went crazy places. Yeah. So we have 22 minus 11, so that means that it's uh, 11 games. We need to look at the sixth. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Ashley, how do you think it compares to Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People, the Telltale Adventure game based on the Homestar Runner franchise? Uh, And the most controversial uh, opinion possibly on this podcast of all time, I'm not a big fan of Homestar Runner. Nah, Tal's not either. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to give it to Gremlins. Okay. Uh, Jason? Well, I can uh, tangentially, I don't think that's how you say that. I can uh, kind of relate it to uh, Guitar Hero 2 if I go from Strong Bad, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, okay, I'm not sure I follow that logic. But... Uh, yeah, the Trogdor song was in one of the games. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. You're right. Okay, Ty? Uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, Breblins 2, no. Uh, the other one. Okay. <laughs> you just seem down on Gremlins 2 in general, then. No, I'm just, the more I'm watching it, the more annoying it's becoming to me. Oh, I see. I see. Charm is wearing off. Okay, uh, Tull. Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2, okay, that means it's down to me to break the tie. Um, really, both of these games are pandering and trying to just, uh, appeal to your appreciation of some other piece of media. And at the end of the day, I don't care about Gremlins, and I do care about Homestar, so I've got to give it to Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People, which means we are now comparing it to Busy Scissors. Tall, what do you think? You know, oh, wait, no, I'm, I still can't keep my downer up correct. I'm sorry, we're comparing it to Space Farmers, which is an indie game on Steam, uh, which is uh, two-player co-op only. You cannot play it single-player. But when you buy it, it comes with a second copy to gift to somebody. 
Uh, it is sort of a top-down, almost Zelda-type game, but it's set in space, and you play as sort of a farmer, and you have to, like, rescue cows, and then the cows fart, and you can set their farts on fire to kill aliens. It's that sort of experience. Uh, so, Tull, uh, how does that game strike you? You can't play it single-player? No. What the fuck? Yeah. No! That's... <laughs> Alright. Ty. I'm gonna go with Space Farmers. Um, the humor seems, you know, equal level at Gremlins 2. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, you gotta play at co-op, so it's inspiring you to make friends and build strong relationships. Okay. Uh, Jason? Uh, well, I... I believe you can play Gremlins 2 with multiple players. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I think the graphics in Gremlins 2 are actually better than the graphics in uh, Space Farmers, so I'm going to give it to Gremlins 2. Okay, so that is uh, two for Gremlins 2, one for Space Farmers. Ashley? Uh, as, as someone who uh, doesn't have friends uh-huh. and actually doesn't want them, oh, okay. I will go with Gremlins... All right, so that is two for Gremlins, two for Space Farmers. Um, I think I'm going to go with Gremlins. That cigar enemy just sounds pretty great to me. So mm-hmm. let's see, if it goes above Space Farmers, then the last game to compare to here is Starship Chameleon, which we have discussed previously. Uh, Ashley, how do you think it compares? Um, I'm, I'm still going to put Gremlins over uh, Starship. Okay. Uh. Despite the novelty of Starship, you know, it being on VHS, uh, yeah. I just think that probably Gremlins, I would have more fun with it. Okay. Jason? Uh, well, if I can just quote the review of Gremlins from this magazine from okay. 1991. All right. Uh, children will love the theme, and I'm all about the children. Okay. So, Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2, okay. Uh, Ty? Well, I got a, if you got a strong argument from a magazine, I can't argue with that. Gremlins 2 takes it. Okay, so that is uh, three votes for Gremlins 2. Tall, do you have any uh, input into this discussion? What kind of game doesn't let you play single player? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Tall is abstaining from this one, I guess. Uh, and... Uh, Gremlins 2 takes it over Starship Chameleon. I will put in a minority vote that, uh, I don't know, there's just something weirdly charming about Starship Chameleon. Uh, but, you know, that charm was maybe not enough this time. I mean, their sexy girl blows deadly kisses. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) That means, uh, our last game of this episode is, uh, Custer's Revenge. A game which uh, you're probably familiar with already. Uh, who wants? Does anyone want to start? While I just grab the Wikipedia page uh, to make sure I'm being accurate. So I, I think, gonna be honest here, I think we have a strong contender for worst game. I don't think you're wrong. If if I may note, an alternate title for Custer's Revenge is The White Man Came. Uh, oh, boy, you're right. Oh god, the other alternate title is Westward Ho. Is there a That's way we a... can auto vote mm. it to the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> like I think we're all in It is I mean, uh, agreement a, here. It's very simple compared game to online the Atari, tennis. where you have a, oh, yeah. a, a naked cowboy 
with a visibly erect penis, trying to make his way across a field while Native Americans fire arrows that rain from the sky. Uh, you have to dodge them to get to the other side of the screen where a naked Native American woman is tied to a pole, at which point you have your way with her. It is a thoroughly unpleasant game. Uh, it is deeply offensive, famously controversial, and uh, not all that fun or interesting from a mechanical perspective either. It is a deeply unpleasant, distasteful product. And I'm now seeing that it's uh, considered, this box art calls it Swedish erotica. Um, I don't know what they're doing in Sweden, but I want no part of it. Now, Speed, I don't know if you know this, but is this the first depiction of an American Indian in a video game? Oh, God, it very well might be. I don't know for sure, but it's not impossible. Yeah, Mystique presents Swedish erotica. And also, Custer's spur looks like it's going right for his weirdly shaped butt. Yeah, yes it does. Uh, also, the idea of Custer taking revenge, because, like, General Custer was not a hero that history needed to redeem. Yeah. It, it, this is just a, a, a poorly thought out product from top to bottom. Uh, like, um, I, I would prefer, like, laser shoot Larry over this. Yeah. At least that doesn't have explicit uh, violent rape. Yeah, that's... You know, that is I, I will. When, when that's, like, you know, something you can say about the game, like, that really says it all. Yeah. Well, one point that kind of helps, uh, helps, <laughs> that nothing can really be too explicit. It's, it's terrible. It's yeah, just, uh, everything the, about it looks, not that you this can't game even, deserves yeah. any defense, but the one positive thing you can possibly muster to say about Custer is that, uh, I turned into Dr. Seuss for a second there. Uh, is that it is envelope pushing, I guess. It's it's one of the first games to really have, like, full nudity and, like, depict sex, but it's, it, the, the context surrounding that is so gr disgusting that that's not really worth praising, I don't think. Oh, listen. no, I don't want to say that it's yeah. worth praising. I'm just saying you can't tell what's happening. Listen, oh, don't, uh, yeah. don't muster for Custer Buster. <laughs> no, no, I absolutely will not. So, uh, uh, Tall, how do you think this compares to Thing Bounces Back? Can we just jump to the bottom? Uh, all right. In, a, yeah. in an unprecedented move, we'll just fight from the bottom and uh, go until we stop. Which Custer does if you do well at the game, unfortunately. Uh, <sighs> yeah, see, so you can't even make funny jokes about it. It just makes you feel like a dirtbag. Tal, how do you think it compares to Online Tennis Manager, the browser-based, uh, spreadsheet-based management game that we're all sure gave us computer viruses? I think Custer's Revenge is worse than Online Tennis Manager. Okay. Ty, what do you think? I, I, feel, I fondly remember Online Tennis Manager now, <laughs> after, after getting a glimpse of this game. Like, oh, hey, okay. remember when we had to log in and, like... Uh. Yeah, let's definitely yeah. better than this <laughs> all right jason uh i mean there's no way i'm gonna argue in favor of custer's revenge on okay. any scale okay uh ashley hey is, is there um i didn't play uh you know online test manager is there any uh sexual assault against natives not that i know of well then looks like yeah. we have a wiener <laughs> to be uh, fair you guys i'm not sure you dug deep enough in the online tennis manager uh -huh. 
Yeah, I mean, I, it, it might have that. It, it could be a it could be a frog fraction situation let's, here. But let's be fair. Even if it did, it's not a selling point of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the it's not it's forward facing you know thing. Yeah, I I also have to give it to online tennis manager. Uh, Custer's Revenge is is a disgusting game, and the people that made it should be ashamed of themselves. Well, uh, they were ashamed of themselves enough to make one where they swapped Custer, and uh, actually, I'm not sure the woman's name. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Well, of course, I want to know. This is a video game. Of course, it reduces uh, the woman to an object. Yeah. Well, yeah. Your uh, oh, her name is Revenge. Oh. Oh, I get it. Yeah, so they do one where you go and assault Custer because that's the, the yeah. Still not yeah, great. That, that, still not no, great. It's, no, it's still bad. Oh, boy. All um, right. I feel like we've done important work this episode. Yeah. We have chosen a both a new best game in the world yeah, and a new true. best worst game in the world. So That's true, we have. So uh, the list, which I will now read, uh, though even this, one reading it once per episode is going to become unwieldy soon uh at 45 worst game of all time custer's revenge number 44 online tennis manager number 43 desert speed trap starring roadrunner and wily coyote number 42 wild wheels number 41 cherry moderate number 40 scapon number 39 arnhem the market garden operation number 38 alpha prime number 37 dekayanku tough the truck Number 36, Gods and Heroes, Rome Rising. Number 35, City Racer. Number 34, Warlords 1990. Number 33, Elsa Dentist. Number 32, General Knowledge for Dummies. Number 31, My Frogger Toy Trials. Number 30, Arubarian Noah Tome. Number 29, Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude. Number 28, Jumanji 2006. Number 27, Mario is Missing. Number 26, Mania Challenge. Number 25, Koi Koi Shimashu 2, Super Real Hanafuda. Number 24, The Nightmare of Draga, Fushigi no Dungeon. Number 23, Thing Bounces Back. Number 22, Mac Ninja. Number 21, Yokoyama Mitsutero Sangokushi. Number 20, Space Farmers. Number 19, Starship Chameleon. Number 20, uh, 18, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Number 17, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Number 16, IL-2 Sturmovic. Number 15, Blue Baron. Number 14, Busy Scissors. Number 13, Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai. Number 12, Rocket Robot on Wheels. Number 11, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Number 10, Winter Games 1985. Number 9, Bionic Commando 2009. Number 8, D-Force. Number 7, California Speed. Number six, American Turbo King. Number five, Need for Speed Underground. Number four, Picross 3D. Number three, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Number two, Iron Lord. And number one, the greatest game of all time to our knowledge, Queen the Eye. I'm sorry, Speed, I missed all that. Could you read it again? Yeah, absolutely. Let me just, uh, well. Hmm. Uh, I need you to do it in, uh, in reverse alphabetical order. Oh, okay. Well, no, we don't have it in alphabetical order. The whole point is that we've ranked them according to quality. Hmm. I'm going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> have you been voting according to the alphabet this whole time? I thought that's what was happening. Oh. Well, the, what, how did Queen get above Gremlins? Uh, we hit Queen the method before works. we hit Gremlins. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Ashley, is there anything you want people to know about? Any Twitters to follow? Any any GoFundMe's to GoFund? Um, I'm Dapper's Den on Twitter. I post bad things there. Great. Enjoy. <laughs> I will. Jason, how about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, King Jeebs because uh, every other iteration was taken. Okay. Uh, Ty? As always, I'm on Twitter as Delirious Tiberius with a letter missing in Delirious. Which one? Find out. It's like an ARG. Um, <laughs> I'm also on Roll for Your Lives occasionally. It's a podcast. And that's about it. Okay. And Tal, I know you want people to leave you the hell alone. Uh, any closing thoughts you want to impart? Uh, if you'd like to contact me, you can email me at mbmbam at maximumfun.org. Oh. Okay. Uh, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, ch- check out the other podcast with me and Luke, SatGow. Updates weekly. Uh, that's not true in the slightest, but it does exist. You can listen to the old episodes. Um, uh, before I lost the flash drive that had all the raw audio on it and couldn't. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, the it like went through the laundry <laughs> machine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe for the best. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no one will get to hear all of our great serial bits as serial was happening. Yeah, yeah. We recorded it when that was uh, hot, fresh. But by the time I was ready to edit it, it had been months and serial ended. Oh, well. Anyway, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJSpeedRacer. You can follow my porn Tumblr at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. <laughs> you can follow my real Tumblr at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. And you can follow my other Twitter account at erotica underscore txt, where I post real quotes and excerpts from erotic stories from around the internet. Here's one now. For Deacon, a woman without some chest meat was as sexually appealing as an unfinished cabinet. That's all for this time. See you next time on Let's Place. I thought I told you not to, but you...